0: christina hi back again happy uh st patrick's day thank you so much (laughs) happy birthday to all irish people (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday to everybody with 116th irish heritage myself included yeah well i don't have any in me i'm pure (laughs) i don't have any of that nasty irish genes in me i i feel like it's good to be racist against irish people yeah, me too. I think that like out of all the ethnicities, I think that that's pretty much the only one that it's it's fine to be racist to. And part of that is because of how people behave on St. Patrick's Day. Oh my god. Okay. So, <laughs> I thought it would be a really good idea. Well, I didn't even I didn't even like look at the c- calendar before I decided to move. But I decided mm-hmm. to do most of my moving yesterday, which was the Saturday, like the St. Patrick's Day Saturday. And I'm moving to Wrigleyville. <laughs> Where all the the Irish bars I assume it's just, like, a ton of bars. (laughs) Like, I was having, like, a weird disassociative, like, episode. Just, I'm driving with, like, all of my earthly possessions in my car, and I'm watching some guy named, like, Dan Mahoney Uh vomit his guts out, like, in a leprechaun (laughs) costume outside of a bar. At, like, four o'clock in the afternoon. At, like, four o'clock in the afternoon. So, I choose not to celebrate... Um, St. Patrick's Day, because I think that it would be cool if there were snakes in Ireland. Isn't that what it's about? Yeah, it's about snakes. I think it's a holiday about snakes. Yeah, like some saint was like, no more snakes. You need snakes. Like, they're good for the ecosystem. They eat, like, pests and bugs and stuff. They're nice. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice animals. (laughs) It's a pro-snake podcast. (laughs) Pro-snake podcast, anti-St. Patrick podcast. Anti-Irish podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry that your weekend has been so stressful. Moving is the worst. I drank so much Gatorade. What temperature? Warm. <laughs> how's that going for you? You know what? Are you I it? am enjoying. it. It's like emotional support Gatorade. I just like. Mm-hmm. I just need to have it. See, you understand now. You understand. I, I do understand. Like I, I I realized I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? What's how's it hanging? Oh, um, I just had a, <laughs> a a good week. I a think, normal week. Around. Yeah. Nothing weird me, happened. Um, no, I, I feel like most people who listen to this probably get the general understanding that I work in um, a political media and at a place that uh had a lot to do with the Tucker Carlson news this week. So um, I, everything's been fine. <laughs> Audrey is Tucker Carlson. I'm Tucker Carlson's daughter. Breaking news. Who <laughs> he wants to find He has a couple of them. He has a couple of daughters, actually. So I, I've mostly been focusing on that this week. Had a quick 24-hour trip to New York in the middle of the week, uh, which I spent evenly split between the beautiful, beautiful uh, locations of Penn Station, wow. Times Square, Love it. New York, New York. And um, Fox News had hoarders. Oh my gosh! So, the three jewels. Best city in the freaking world, baby. Did you see Mika? I didn't see Mika. Mika, I really, I looked for Mika. <laughs> I was at like, you know, I came out of Penn Station and was standing in front of Madison Square Garden and was like, Mika, where's Mika? Are you here? And he was not. They were on the road <laughs> last week. I, all I can think about is like, you know, the book. Are, are you my mother? Yeah. Are you my Mika? Are you my boyfriend? <laughs> are you my beautiful uh, Swedish boyfriend Mika with the long eyelashes who I've never met in real life? Wow. Yes. Uh, are you Mika who has like perfectly blown out balayage hair at all times? God. <laughs> He's perfect. So I didn't see him. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about hockey, too. We do have to talk about hockey. We should talk about, I think, the Morgan Riley thing yes. that happened this week. I feel bad calling it the Morgan Riley thing because, like, in the end... He didn't say it. He didn't say it, but... Okay, so the Morgan Riley thing is that... Capital M, capital R, capital T. It was early last week. It was, like, I think they played the Lightning on, like, Monday or Tuesday of last week. So somebody got caught saying on a hot mic, like, on a hot on on ice mic, something that sounded like an anti-gay slur... Uh, directed and they thought it was morgan riley because he had just gotten called for a penalty and he was also facing the ref so everyone promptly had a meltdown that morgan riley who is like by all accounts a supporter of lgbt stuff like he tweets in favor of like hockey is for everyone and that's how you know that he's a real ally that's right (laughs) that's all you have to do in the nhl So it's like, you know, all of hockey Twitter and like all of like hockey media has been sort of aflame with did he say it or like having weird conspiracy theories about like he didn't actually say it. It's actually a combination of like two things. Let's break down this audio millisecond by millisecond, like analyze it, which is what I do to this podcast every week, obviously. It's fine. It was just some real Toronto shit. It was the incident was amplified by the inevitable like social media storm mm-hmm. that happened that night which was morgan riley is canceled he's <laughs> just the worst person ever and this is this is it for him like this is going to ruin his career you know he should get suspended and it's such a like a shitty thing because if somebody uses that word mm-hmm. They should suffer the consequences. And they have in the past. Yeah. This has happened in the past. Like, I think someone got suspended for a couple games for saying um a a term for a man who sucks another man's dick. Uh, yeah, cocksucker. Okay, I don't I mean. know why I like self-centered myself. There. <laughs> I think we could say that. Yeah, that was Ryan Getzlaff. Are you gonna suspend me for for two podcasts for saying cocksucker? Well, actually, like the thing about that is that he didn't get suspended. He got fined. He was fined like ten thousand dollars. You know what? I I think it's fine to say cocksucker. I don't think that's a slur. I think it's cool to suck cocks. I mean, true, it is very cool to suck cocks, um, endorsed by this podcast. Uh, sucking dick, endorsed by Puck Bunnies. Um, however, I think the context of it was like, mm-hmm. he called a ref. Whatever. The implication of it, whatever. Some Blackhawks player, the same thing happened. And he called a ref the F word after he got put in the box. And he was suspended for one playoff game. Wow. That actually, that's that's pretty harsh especially for a playoff game Uh, yeah that was a couple years ago but so like it's happened before there's precedent for this happening Mm -hmm. uh i think that like what made this worse is obviously like the cultural moment that we're in and that kind of like social media rush rush to cancel rush to cancel and like some sometimes that's perfectly warranted Mm -hmm. and like i don't have a problem with it but in the context of this happening, this was like, you know, during the second period or whatever, it became immediately clear, like by the end of the game that the NHL was going to be looking into Mm -hmm. this, there was going to be an investigation, like they were going to be interviewing Morgan Riley and the officials involved and looking at the audio, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, there was like a maybe 45 minute span between this incident happening and them saying that they were going to be analyzing it. In that 45 minute span, just the kind of Roller coaster of social media, mm-hmm. like, insanity. Uh, the full scale of it happened. Yeah, I just, I I feel, what, what more could you want from the situation? The NHL is taking a look at it. People are obviously taking it seriously. But mm-hmm. everyone in the media just lost their fucking minds. Because, like, they wanted to be the first ones to call that he was canceled. And, like, I don't know if that's a super helpful or... I mean, if that's like a, a good analytical frame for fans, like, I, I don't know. No, and I think that's tough. I think like also fans kind of enable this, mm-hmm. obviously, because immediately you have this video being amplified all over Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and whatever. Did you watch it? I did. I watched it actually like that night, I think, because I watched it and I was like, oh, shit. He said it. Yeah. When you listen to it, it sounds like he said it. I messaged you. I was like, so Morgan Riley said the F word. (laughs) I fully was like, okay, so that sucks. Like, I really like him as like a player and as a person. I have a deep crush on him. I like found this day in the life of like Morgan Riley on The Athletic. And I messaged Audrey. I was like, uh oh, I think I like Morgan Riley now. Uh, oh no, please don't cancel him. He sounds really cool. Like he's just like a really private guy and actually seems thoughtful. And yes, it was kind of shocking that like he would say something like that, but it sounds like he said it. And he's also, um, out of all, I think the Leafs players who this could have happened to, mm-hmm. I think that this was maybe one of the more upsetting scenarios that could have happened because he has been outwardly kind of an advocate for like you can play. He has um, been a big supporter of like Pride Night mm-hmm. and all that, all the stuff that the league does and that the the Leafs do. And I think he has either marched in or is was planning to like march in the Pride Parade mm-hmm. um, this year. And really like. Even me saying it right now, I'm like, that's nothing, you know? But for hockey, it's something. It's the bare minimum of like human decency. But for the NHL, Mm -hmm. that's really top of what people have done. So also, I think that like that had to do with the kind of extremely visceral emotional reaction that people had to that. That's really what it all comes down to, I think, to me, is that, like, people want to be the first ones to call it, and they have the scoop, and I think that sucks, especially in situations like this, where it was, I mean, like, it definitely sounded like the F word was said, but I think that we all could have just, like, chilled out a little bit, and let the investigation happen, and, yeah. and avoided a lot of this mess. So let's talk about, like, the investigation. The, it sounds like it's they were investigating, like, a murder or something, but still. <laughs> so... That night the league interviewed Morgan Riley. They interviewed the referee. They went through the Fox and the SportsNet footage. Mm-hmm. Um and then by Tuesday afternoon they said this didn't happen. Like he didn't say this. That is the official investigation that happened. The unofficial investigation that happened was every person on Twitter breaking down the video. <laughs> we did it Reddit. Millisecond by millisecond, pixel by pixel. And tearing apart the audio and trying to find out who really said it. And just kind of like the weird alternate realities that people came up with to kind of excuse oh, this yes. happening. Leafs fans love a conspiracy. And I don't blame no. them. Like, I totally, I, I totally don't blame them for, like, wanting to defend their star defenseman. But one of the explanations that seems to be commonly accepted now is that somebody on the ice or somebody on the bench said ragged. <laughs> and it overlapped with somebody saying the F word. Like somebody said fucking and somebody said ragged. Okay, yeah. We're allowed to we're allowed to say fucking. Don't say the F- Oh yeah, sorry. I, I realized that after I said it. That's that's the <laughs> one that we're allowed to say. Like somebody said fucking and somebody said ragged. And like those two things overlapped to uh Sound like something else. Okay, and so far, listeners, I didn't know what the fuck ragged meant. I that also sound, no, me neither. That sounds like it's a slur it's, it's, to me. It's like not a term that's very commonly used. I don't think, and it just means to like slow down the puck, right? Slow down the puck and like eat up time. But to me, at that point of the game, it didn't make sense to rag the puck. I think somebody said it. I don't think that's what happened. I think somebody and said it, and I don't it. think it was Morgan Riley because he would never do that. I really don't think it was Morgan Riley, no. like, to put on the record. But I think that this could have been picked up from anybody on the ice. It could have been picked up from anybody on either bench. Mm-hmm. And it could have been picked like, a fan could have said yeah. it. Yeah, the ref could have said it. I don't think the ref said it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one thing that we can rule out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? But it really would have been out of character uh, completely for Morgan Riley to say that. Not to say that, like... People don't do out of character things all the time. Okay, so Morgan Riley is twenty four years old. Uh, so he's around the same age as like you and I are. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, and I grew up in like a small town in Texas, and I, and I'm not I'm not excusing this at all. I'm just saying that like mm-hmm. that was a word that people would say when they were mad. Yeah. And so I can see how, even though he's like, really he, he seems like a great person who, like, cares about, like, LGBT stuff, I can see how, like, that would slip out, I guess. And it doesn't make, does not make it okay. Right. It's it's comes from a very particular, like, time, like, when we were growing up, or you, you, people said that, or people said, like, the artwork. Yes. Absolutely. I don't think that, like, it's hard for me to imagine, like, kids growing up today. They don't say it. Using that the same way, my sister's fifteen, and like she does, like they don't say those words they they call each other other mean names, but they they're yeah, just, they're not based on ableism or homophobia. they bully each other on Instagram now, yeah, so the next day your your favorite, your personal favorite, Kyle dubis, uh had a press conference with Morgan Riley, where they both spoke to the media about this, and um I actually thought Kyle's statement was pretty good. In terms of, like, how far it could have gone. Yeah. He said, it's incumbent upon us in management to build an environment where if someone were gay or questioning their sexual orientation that they don't feel they have to come in here and be somebody they're not even if they don't come out, that if they're gay, if they're a homosexual, bisexual, transgender fan walks in the rink, they feel welcome and safe here. If we have a player who's contemplating what their sexuality is, they can feel safe here and be themselves. Because of our role in the community and the country, as the Toronto Maple Leafs, we have a unique opportunity to be proactive, take a stance on the matter, and do more. Go off Kyle! That's so, that's so great! That, to me, is, like, the most you could want someone to say. It's hard for me to imagine, first of all, like, let me say, any other GM who are of a different generation, can I say, uh, coming out and, and giving such a uh, comprehensive statement like that. Yeah. And I guess now what we see is if, like, if they do, do more. The fact that this happened sucked. Right. I'm glad that it was the Leafs. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think a lot of other teams would have, like, cared or or, like, made a big deal out of it. Right. No, I I think that's actually true because uh, Toronto media is crazy and they're under an insane a much more of uh amount of scrutiny than say like the Florida Panthers. So like I think that they do have a unique opportunity in that because he was cleared, they don't have to worry about having to keep apologizing for it right they can say okay this didn't happen but this is a problem and here's the here are the things that we want to do to make sure it isn't a problem anymore right it's a place of strength they have the high ground but it is so funny to see people pounce on like morgan riley for this when like fucking patrick kane oh my god it's still like it just like pisses me off. Like you're you're going to you're going to get mad about this, but there are rapists and assaulters like walking around your league who have suffered no real consequences. Right, exactly. And what can you do? You can't. You can't do anything. So, hey, what's up? It's almost the end of March. <laughs> I'm quivering. I know. We're getting so close. Now I have to watch games not because I want to, but because I have to. Mm-hmm. Because they all matter now. I'm so excited. This week, we should take a look at the wildcard races and kind of see who is uh, moving up Mm -hmm. and who is probably not going to make the cut. Yeah. Because it's like a very interesting crew. It is a weird, weird bunch of boys. The wildcard race in the East is Carolina, Mm -hmm. the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Montreal Canadiens. And the Flyers.
1: Woohoo!
0: I don't think that's going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. It should not make the... Like, if I was the Flyers, I would be tanking right now. Please, do less. Embrace the tank. The wild card race in the West. The Dallas Stars. The Arizona Coyotes. The Minnesota Wild. Chicago Blackhawks. And the Colorado Avalanche. All right. So for the East, like we said, I don't think... (laughs) I don't think the Flyers are going to pull it off no me neither uh which is a bummer the flyers i think of all the teams in the east who are like in the wild card race i think they have the toughest remaining schedule yes they play a bunch of the other like teams who are also like trying to get a wild card and like it's just not gonna happen um i mean i think carolina is gonna is the lock for me Oh my god, I hope I that would make me so happy. It would be so fun either an Islanders canes or Caps canes first series would be so fun. Oh sick. They actually have a very hard schedule. <laughs> they play the Lightning on the 21st. They play a yeah. couple games with the Caps. They do. I think they've played one more game than everybody else. Yes. Uh, in the Metro. Right. And like their last two games are uh, the Devils and the Flyers. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you make it through like the next week and a half, you can just cruise right in. Mm-hmm. I feel like this sits on the shoulders of Sebastian Aho. So whenever I watched the playoffs last year, it was after the wild card stuff was over, I guess. Yeah. I don't really understand like how it works. So for me and like probably some other like new hockey fans, how how does the wild card work? Okay, so how it works is that like the first round of the playoffs in your division the lower seated like wild card like the number 2 wild card spot mm-hmm. plays against the person with the best record so why don't they just call it the last playoff spot like why does it have to be wild card in your division you automatically qualify for the playoffs if you're like one of the top 4 teams mm-hmm. um and then two additional teams like it doesn't matter what division you're in oh instead of conference you get a wild card spot Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So like it could be two teams from the Metro or it could be two teams from the Atlantic. Okay. That makes that makes perfect sense. Or it sense. could be one of both. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so those that's the wild card breakdown. Like I was saying, I I feel like for the Canes this is all about keeping Sebastian Aho healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just looking at his stats earlier and it's incredible that like okay, so he has he's had a 30 goal season so far. Good boy. He has, Good job, Sebastian. 77 points so far this season. And he usually skates over 20 minutes a night. That's too long. Let the boy rest. They're also just really fun to watch. So mm-hmm. we stand. It'd be so great. We'll go. This is a puck Bunny's promise to yeah. our listeners. We will fucking go to Raleigh because those tickets cannot be that expensive. <laughs> exactly. And also, I would die if I saw a playoff storm surge at home. That would really complete everything for me. Yeah. What more could you ask for? in my life right there in Raleigh I I, I couldn't (laughs) stop that moment uh you know what would be really funny is if Columbus did not make the playoffs oh my god I think about this when I'm going to sleep at night I think about it when I wake up I think about it when I'm taking a shower I love I love the idea that they put it all on the line and just are gonna fail brought in 17 new boys and just thought, this will work. Yeah, I mean, it's relatable to me on, like, a very spiritual level. Because I have had every everything handed to me in my life. And I still fuck it up. <laughs> I'm still not going to make the wild card spot of my life. And, yeah, I mean, like, it's just a bummer. for. I mean, it's a bummer for Columbus fans. But it's also extremely funny for, like, everybody else. I do think at this point that they're going to make mm-hmm. it. But what was hilarious was, like, the the last week and a half where after the trade deadline, (laughs) they went, like, four five zero And it was just a mess. Yeah. And people were freaking out because they were just losing spectacularly every other night. And, like, as we've discussed on the podcast before, I think that what they did was the right move. Like, they had to do what they did. Mm -hmm. They had to make a run because this is the last time they're going to be able to do that for probably the next uh, five years. Unless they bring in some great, unless they get a great goalie mm-hmm. in the off season, because you know Panera and Bobrovsky are going to be gone in the off season. So unless they solve that situation, mm-hmm. I mean their their future is just up in the air especially if like Matt Duchesne and like Ryan Dezingle decide that they're not going to stick around I think that they're going to turn it on and make the playoffs just be uh, I mean just from a pure selfish standpoint Panarin is going to want to like add that extra million to his AAV Mm -hmm. and like have it have a deep playoff run or like a playoff run where they don't get bounced after two games on the first round and so like here's the thing they're going to try and get in the first wild card spot because right now they're in the second because if they're in the Second wild card spot, they're going to play the Lightning. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be so bad. Okay, so Columbus has lost six in a row to Tampa. <laughs> All three times they've played them this season. And the combined score that they've lost them by over the past six games is 17 to 3. You love to see it. If I were uh, Matt Duchesne, I would literally be selling my firstborn child, which he just had like three weeks ago, <laughs> to not be in the second wild card spot and have to play the Lightning. Oh my God. Wait, so the, would the Hurricanes play the Lightning? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So then the, the last uh, team that is trying to cling to a wild card spot in the East are the Habs. I love. Remember it. Remember that. I love it. Remember these little chaos I've gremlins. I'm kind of like deeply upset with Carrie Price, and like a, like a weird. I don't know. I just like read everything I can get my grubby little hands on about about mm-hmm. my beautiful cowboy. So I, I I want it for him because he is a yeah. singularly talent and like and this is a lot coming from me. He's a singularly talented go. goal like goaltender. He wins their games for them. Yeah, absolutely. He's amazing. He's awesome he is dragging them to the wild card spot or lassoing them I don't know cowboy things <laughs> Woohoo! it's just him and Jonathan Druid. so we'll see if they kind of inch their way in there it would be hilarious if the Habs get that spot and Columbus does not it would really be funny <laughs> I, I'm like team chaos so like I want I want Columbus to not make it because it'd be funny. Let's go to the West where the Dallas Stars are somehow in the first wild card spot. That's like done. That'll be fine. They've kind of quietly been doing their thing. It's possible that they could play Nashville in the first round, and I think that would be really fun. They have a really okay. So this just goes back to like the it's not really fair between the East and the West. Mm-hmm. Like the Stars have the easiest fucking schedule. The only hard people they have, hard people, the only hard teams they have really on their radar are, like, the Jets. Are they playing Calgary at all? They play the Calgary once. They play the Canucks twice. Oh, <laughs> they God. They play the Oilers. They play the Panthers. This is so easy. They're going to cakewalk into, like, the first card spot. Unless something really goes terribly sideways for them. You know what's weird is that Tyler Sagan has not scored a goal in seven straight games. Because he's not good at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Trade him, in my opinion. <laughs> back to Boston. Show him back up. Hopefully, that's a trend that doesn't continue because they are gonna need him. If he wants to score, he just. I've DM'd him my phone number like eight times. You could personally coach him. I show him how to get those bucks deep. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've I'm done. I've I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Also, like they uh, they are gonna be dealing with a goalie situation just because. Um, Ben Bishop has been out for a couple days with a, I know, we love him. We love that six foot seven boy. He's so tall and his head is made of glass. He's been out. He actually took himself out of a out of the game where he got injured on, I think it was like Thursday night. But by taking himself out of that game, he basically ended his chance of being the first Stars goalie in history to get four consecutive shutouts. Wow. He's so good. He's a great goalie. And he's just been amazing lately, mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully he gets everything fixed up and is back on the ice soon. Stars, Preds would be really fun to watch. Yeah. Also, we would go to that one. I'm going to have no money, but a lot of fun experiences with my friends. Christina, we're all going to die anyway. Like, who do you, what do you need money for? Exactly. What are you saving for? Like, we're all going to die. Nothing happens after. We're all going to be swallowed by the oceans in, like, 11 years. Like, spend your money now. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Can we please talk about the only team I want to talk about? Uh, yes, we can talk about the Coyotes. Our stinky boys. Our stinky boys have a pretty good shot at like a second, the second spot. If they're in the second spot, they'd play Calgary, <laughs> which would be really fun. They would probably lose in five, and I'm fine with that. We'd lose in four. Uh, no, I think they could win one game. <laughs> uh, I have faith. We're so proud of them. I cannot name a single person currently playing at the Coyotes roster because they have had so many injuries <laughs> that, oh no, Jason Damaris is back now, so he's out there. Everyone's dead. They are just clinging to that last spot, and it's because, again, of a good goalie. They have that in Darcy Kemper, who's really stepped in because Auntie Ranta, who was their number one goalie, has not played since November. You like the concept of the Arizona Coyotes and I love that about you. I watched them play the Canucks like a week and a half ago. That's and self-harm. Some guy named Brad Richardson <laughs> is their number one goal scorer. None of their top goal scorer scorers have cracked twenty points this <laughs> season. <laughs> Brad Richardson, somebody who I've never heard of in my life, uh, has 16 goals and he is their top goal scorer. It's like the opposite of uh, of the lightning. They have like a lot of depth, but their depth is just not very deep. It's it's like a kiddie pool. (laughs) It's like a lukewarm kiddie pool. Yeah, they're trying their best, though. That's how I actually, that's how I got sunstroke when I lived in Phoenix. Fun fact. You were in a kiddie pool? Yeah, I was at preschool and they like, it was like, you know, 110 degrees as it is in Phoenix and they had us like outside in some kiddie pool hanging out at preschool (laughs) and um, the water got really hot because it was hot outside (laughs) and uh, I got sunstroke. That's so lame. You got sunstroke? Grow up. (laughs) (laughs) It was really embarrassing for me, a two-year-old, to get sunstroke. You pale Yankee ass, like can't take the sun. (laughs) Jesus. So... The Coyotes, man, I would really... It would be... If they make the playoffs this year, it will be the first time since 2012. Let's take a look at the Coyotes. Let's see who they're playing. Oh, this is fine. Oh. They better just be playing the Oilers three times. Actually, they lost the Oilers last (laughs) night, so never (laughs) mind. uh, Tomorrow they play the Lightning, and I will definitely be watching that. That'll be fun. They they play, like, the Avs. Like, they have the Kings on their schedule. They have, actually, a pretty hard schedule. They do play the Jets, and they play the Golden Knights. Oh, ooh. I know it's fine. I don't think that Minnesota at this point will jump past them. God, I hope not. Cause they're so boring. Minnesota. We can, we can talk about very briefly. Cause again, it's so boring. The Minnesota wild against all odds are somehow still in contention for a wild card spot after I think Bruce Boudreaux said that last week he met with every single team member and told them that they need to play better. <laughs> Can he do that to me too? They were all called to the principal's office one by one. That's a lot of people. They beat the Rangers last night. That's not hard. Yeah, but they also have a really tough schedule ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's—I don't think that they're gonna leapfrog over the Coyotes. The state of hockey suffers another devastating blow. I know that does suck. I mean, like the Wild are like a big deal in in Minnesota, and they're so bored. I'm happy to see that like Ryan Donato seems to be working out for them, mm-hmm. who came over from Boston before the trade deadline. Uh so it's night I mean, he's like, I don't know, twenty, so he's hopefully gonna be there a while and will be part of the rebuild that they so desperately need to kinda crank into high gear. Mm-hmm. And then um we can talk about my other boys. The aves are so inconsistent. God, they're the streakiest streak that has ever been streaked. I will be shocked. If they get a wild card spot. They gotta fix whatever's going on there. Like, that's not working. It's the two issues that have existed since the, the middle of the season, which is goaltending and secondary scoring. And they really have not moved towards a solution to either of those problems. Yeah. I mean, those are two problems you could have easily fixed like by the trade deadline, and they chose not to. Gabe Landeskog is out for the rest of the season. Um, He has a shoulder injury. So it's always, I think, pretty bad when your captain and also someone who was on your top line is uh, out for the rest of the season. That's always probably a good sign. Yeah, that's uh, probably not going to work out for him. We could talk about Chicago too, but I don't really want to. I don't want to either. I hope they don't make it. I mean, the only reason that like I would be happy if they made it is because I deeply, deeply love Dylan Strome and Al- Alex Brinket, and I think it'd be like I'd be ha- I would be I would be like really happy for Dylan Strome to be able to play in like a, a playoff game. But I wish nothing but the worst for almost everyone else on the Blackhawks. So didn't we find out this week that Duncan Keith is like a? He's like an anti-vaxxer or he's got some sort of weird um, kind of like Joe rogan I think he likes type. Joe Rogan. They all like Joe Rogan. What is the deal? Is this just like a, a men in general thing? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I am shocked by the people who like love. I mean, I I didn't even know that many people listen to it, but every like normal yeah. n- normal man loves the shit out of Joe Rogan. Which- can someone please explain that to us? Yeah. Like, if you're listening to this and you listen to Joe Rogan. First of all, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, weird dichotomy you've got going on there. Yeah. But also, please explain. please explain to us what the appeal of Joe Rogan is. Should we take some calls? Uh, hi, Bunnies. This is Joanna. First time in a long time. So I want to be a little bit of a pastor. Ooh, am I already excited? Uh, a few episodes ago, Audrey didn't want to discuss whether or not she thinks Austin Matthews is hot, and I really want to know what she thinks. Uh, Audrey and I have fight about this daily. I don't want to talk about this. Why don't you think he's pretty? I would rather quit the podcast. No, you than discuss you can't quit. First <laughs> of all, and then Austin Matthews is hot. Ugh. Here's the thing about Austin Matthews: you're so weird. He's just so young. He's not that young. He's 21. That's old enough. I don't think it is. <laughs> to me, that's not old enough. If he's younger than my brother, it's weird to me. My brother is also 21. I, oh, God. It's notable that I'm also, like, horny for Audrey's brother. Austin Matthews. Um, (laughs) This this stresses me out. Like, this question stresses me out. You want to be his friend. First of all, I do want to be his friend. Yes. He seems cool. He seems very fun to hang out with, and I just want to go shopping for coats with him. Is that too much to ask for? He, (laughs) this sucks. I don't like this question. Okay. Do I think Austin Matthews is attractive? No. Do I think he's hot? Yes. That's the right answer, I feel. (laughs) That is, that is, like, he's not a classically attractive man. And it's because he seems like a real cocky asshole. You love those. And unfortunately, that is, and probably always will be, just my type. He obviously... I think it's apparent to everyone who has ever observed Austin Matthews that he has no tolerance for, like, bullshit, like, media bullshit or mm-hmm. anything. He has uh, just kind of, a, like, a, a very sassy streak, and he has a lot of confidence, and um, it sucks because it's attractive to me. So whenever he turns 25, like, will you think he's attractive? As long as he gets that hair situation cleared up. He'll get it fixed over the off season, Maybe. He's got to fix that, though. That is not good. That is disappearing very fast. I also really like his tattoos. That's also the problem. Yeah, he, he's like one of the few like NHL people who have like, actually good tattoos. Yeah, he's got a real nice half-sleeve situation going on. Anyway, I think we can stop talking about this now. All right. Thank you for that text. I love torturing Audrey with Austin Matthews. Hey, bunnies. First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, my question is about posting. Which team is collectively the worst at posting in the NHL? And also, uh, which player do you think is the worst poster in the entire NHL? Thank you so much. Have a great week. Worst poster, I think, is clearly Conor McDavid. He's very bad at it. I think it's like it's hard to be a good poster when you are literally like the most talented hockey player of your generation (laughs) and um, you're not expected to be good at anything else, A, but also there's so much scrutiny of everything you do, B, Mm -hmm. and you have to be like hyper aware of everything that you put on social media and everything you say. and. Yeah. There just aren't very many good to even medium posters in the NHL. They can't read. They're not good at phones other than like receiving nudes that they shouldn't be mm-hmm. getting. They're just not good at it. The ones who are like good are the ones you expect to be good. Like Brad Marchand is good because he's a funny guy and like weird. Yeah, and he likes talking shit. Yeah. Taylor Hall is unintentionally like really good. Some of his yeah. old ones <laughs> failed my voter slice. <laughs> i was just gonna drive the boat. Oh, <laughs> um, let's see. Good posters in the NHL. Like, who do I enjoy? Roberto Luongo is great. Oh, best team. Oh, best team. Um, That one's a little bit harder just because like it's a team of people doing it. I think the apps are pretty good at it. They are very I'd love to torture them. Yeah. We will be blocked by the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche on Twitter by the end of the year. I think, okay, I never wanted to get in on this. So if you're listening to this and you want to get on the bit, here's what the bit is. They post their, like... It's such a stupid it's bit. It's so good, though. I think it's really funny. So they post their menu, like, for what they get to eat on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's always delicious. It's always, like, food that Audrey would like, so it's food for bears. <laughs> and I like to comment on it. Can I have some? That's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, so you should, you guys should all start doing this, too. I think <laughs> I think they would like it. I think they would think it's funny. <laughs> and I think it would also get me blocked by the Colorado Avalanche. I the the team that's the worst, oh, there's a couple who are just like sharks are bad. It's so boring. Um oh the Rangers. The Rangers are terrible. They do like cute videos sometimes. Anything where they actually have the players interacting is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely I think a a divide between teams who look to their players for content and teams who don't want to look to their players for content because I think they're afraid that they'll say something stupid, which is fair. Yeah, they might they might want to rack the puck and, and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So none of them are really good at posting. We're good at posting though. So you should follow us. Truly, we should be consulting for NHL teams. Can you imagine? The posting would just get so much better. The content yeah. like we would we would give them like what they need. We would solve their problems. For the solution to your Tom Wilson problem. Here's a text that we got this week. Uh, Which mascot do you consider to be the most furry and which is the least furry? Like physically furry? No, I think they mean like the sexual proclivity. Oh. Most furry is definitely the Edmonton Oilers (laughs) wildcat with the abs. Yeah, he's like a hot dog or something uh slapshot the caps mascot is also probably up there because he does wear people clothes and he also has abs they all wear people clothes it's weird it's like stop <laughs> stop doing just that. be naked yeah donald Ducket, you know like shirt no pants least furry um or i think any of the old style ones Pretty is the least furry the penguins or, like, the leafs. Because they just look like stuffed animals. They they don't have enough features. Um, They just kind of look like beanie babies. I love the the penguins one. I love it. The penguin's so cute. Yeah, he's pretty cute. Their logo is adorable. He's got, the, like, the little... He's got the little, little stick. And it's so cute. <laughs> I know we hate the penguins, but that's cute. Okay, on the spectrum of, like, one... Say 100 is, like, furry convention furry. <laughs> and one is real real live animal where is gritty he's like not on the scale yeah he surpasses the scale i don't get i don't get furry vibes at all i get like he's like a monster yeah exactly i think if he was more based on like a real creature that exists because i think that's the furry trap like the edmonton oilers Wildcat or whatever—it's like you know what a real wildcat looks like, and this is like the sexy version of that. <laughs> you know what I think about? Like it's fucked up, like a lot. I think about your tweet what? about gritty all this. <laughs> Which one? Is this literally a piece of dirt? It's <laughs> the Flyers' new mascot. Literally a piece of dirt. Yeah. The tweet that got me on the Today Show. Wow. Weird flex, but okay. My claim to fame. Yeah. Um. Okay, this also had a follow-up question. Has Christina attended any live games this season, and which arena has she enjoyed the most, if so? I have attended two this season, and they were both uh, in Chicago at... Mm, whatever the name of the arena
1: is. Mm-hmm.
0: United Center. You, Oh my God, I, I remember. Okay, I saw for my first NHL game of my life, I saw the Blackhawks play the LA Kings, which went into overtime. It was extremely boring. This is the fall when the Blackhawks were so bad. Yeah, they lost. They lost to the Kings, who are a bunch of like old men who escaped a nursing home. <laughs> and then I saw them play the Jets. And that was a lot of fun too, because I love the Jets. I've been to two. I would like I would like to go to more in different places, and I probably will. Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, Christina? Yes? We've reached the end of the show, and you know what that means. It's time to read the thing at the top of the Google Doc. It's time for me to read the thing. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to call in with your questions or suggestions for next week's episode, you can call us or text us at 774-318-6952. You can also DM us on... In- don't DM us on Instagram because <laughs> please don't uh, DM us on Twitter. If you want, um, you can follow us there at puck underscore pod or on Instagram puck bunnies pod one word. I forgot to change the handle to make them the same again this week. That's fine. So. Who knows if that'll ever happen? Uh, You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash puck bunnies. Oh, also a fun thing that we did this week is that we were on our dear friend Just Morissette's podcast, Real Good Show. The only good man in the whole world. He is truly the only good man that either of us have ever met in our lives. Including our fathers. That episode will be out before this one is. So not really sure why I'm talking about it, but if you haven't listened to it yet, you should. Anyway, I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been Puck Buddies. Did you want us to say that together? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That <laughs> would have been awful. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, I, d- I don't die moving, but if I don't, I'll see you next I'm week. I'm picturing you being crushed by a like a piano box that like falls from the third floor, like at the window. It's like I'm Wile E. Coyote. Yeah. <laughs> <out> <laughs> okay, bye.
1: Stars. Bye. I go out and go out Free